You're listening to the House Hustle Podcast, a weekly show where I create short, value-packed episodes aimed at helping you reach not only your real estate goals, but also achieve better outcomes in both your professional and personal life. I'm your host, Hassan Juma. You can find me selling houses on the streets of Vancouver and sharing my journey and insights on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the House Hustle podcast. Thanks for coming back and joining me today. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy today's topic. Today's topic, I'm going to answer the question, how to buy real estate when it's actually on sale. And in order to get to this answer, we're going to look at sales in general. And and what we're going to find is that real estate sales go against everything we've ever learned about how we feel when products are on sale and how we are to identify when things are on sale when it comes to consumer purchases. For starters, I want to talk about one of the largest sales days in North America when it comes to retail purchases, and that's Black Friday, which happens to be just around the corner. Now, Black Friday in 2021, in the US, $8.9 billion was spent on Black Friday deals. And in Canada, Canadians intended to spend about half of that last year. So it's no surprise. Black Friday is a big shopping day that people look forward to. They expect to spend money and they know that they're going to get products on sale. Well, what's the difference between sale days in retail and consumer products compared to real estate? Well, firstly, with Black Friday sales or any sales, the reason why we are so comfortable with these sales is we know that there's a start date where the product is going to go on sale. So it's going to shift off of a regular price. It's going to come down in price. We'll typically have a period of time to purchase that product. Sometimes it's a one day sale. Sometimes that sale will last for a week. But we know that once we buy that product on sale, once the sale is over, the price is going to come back up. And that's what gives us the peace of mind when we're buying things from a retail perspective on sale. Now, the other thing that happens in the retail world or consumer world when we're purchasing things on sale is people line up for these sales. We hear hype, we hear buzz, we see it outside of stores, whether that's at furniture stores or especially consumer electronics. We see the hype and we see the buzz so we know things are at a good deal. And again, we know that when we purchase that product, it's going to go back up in price because we're actually told on a sticker that says, buy it during this period of time, you'll get it for this price. And after this date, it's going to go up. So let's think about real estate now. Unfortunately, with real estate, we're forced to have to do a lot more homework on our own because we don't have these stickers, we don't have these sales that tell us if you purchase during a certain window of time that the price is going to go back up once that window closes. So we're forced to do a little bit more homework on our own end to determine whether prices are going to go back up, when that might happen. Now, the thing that makes real estate sales so counterintuitive is When you see lineups and you hear a lot of hype and you hear a lot of buzz and you see a lot of news headlines, you watch on the news, a lot of talk about the real estate market being hot, 
that's actually one of the worst times to buy real estate. That's basically a message to you that you are not buying something on sale. But again, like we just spoke about, consumer behavior tells us that that product is now on sale because that's what we've grown up with. That's what we've learned is the identifier of a sale. When we see the lineups, when we see and hear people talking about the product, we believe that it's a good deal at that time. So why is this? Well, the first reason is because real estate supply, so the homes that you're able to purchase, are not controlled by corporations or companies whose sole mandate is to create product and to push that product out the door and sell it. And how it works with these large retailers or these large manufacturers, they make a certain amount of product and as that product sits, they need to push it out the door because again, that's their only mandate. So typically they will take these products where they have excess supply, they will put them on sale, they will call it door crasher, and they will push those products out the door. So real estate is not controlled by corporations. Of course, it's controlled by you and I, by consumers. Consumers hold the supply. Now you may ask yourself, what about the case of pre-sale developments or developments where builders are holding on to a lot of the supply? In one sense, you could view that as a corporation or a large company holding supply. But where things are different is with builders and developers, especially the ones that are doing the high rises that have a lot of product, that development cycle with a high rise, for example, in Vancouver, that can take six, seven years from purchasing the dirt to actually getting the high rise erected. And that's not solely due to the developer. In fact, a lot of that has to do with city approvals, etc. So the developer has a longer window of time to initiate that sale process. Their back is not really up against the wall where they need to push inventory out. So in a sense, the developer has more flexibility over that inventory versus obviously in a retail environment, that corporation, again, their sole mandate is to push this inventory out. The rest of the inventory, the vast majority is controlled by consumers who have varying reasons, varying motivations to actually sell their properties. So if we're not given a clear indication that real estate is on sale, how do we actually figure out that it is? Well, I just touched on the supply element, and that's one component of trying to garner whether the real estate market is on sale. And the other component would be demand, and this is simple economics. When supply exceeds demand, typically that means that real estate, you're more likely to get real estate at a sale price, at a better deal. Whereas when demand exceeds supply, the opposite is true. You're most, more likely to spend more on that real estate and not get it at a deal. So we just talked about how supply, it is not like a retail good where there's a certain amount of supply and actually manufacturers they can prep for Q4 or for Black Friday and for Boxing Day by manufacturing more supply and putting that into the market. It doesn't work that way with real estate because of the delays and the timelines that we talked about and all of the hurdles to actually create housing supply. So 
We look at supply on its own, but then we also look at demand. We need to basically look at how many sales are actually happening in a given market and a given neighborhood. And that's a key is you want to look at a specific market because a big driver of real estate value is location, location, location. So you can get the monthly stats from obviously your real estate agent. You can look them up on the real estate board websites, but you want to see how many sales are happening on a monthly basis. What does that compare to the same month as last year? But an easier way to basically determine whether real estate is actually on sale is to look at the correlation between real estate sales and real estate supply. And when we're looking at the correlation, we're basically looking at what's called an absorption rate or months of inventory. So here in Metro Vancouver, to give you an idea, our absorption rate or the amount of months of inventory we have on the market right now is 5.9, almost six months. And six months is a significant figure because anything above six months is generally considered a buyer's market. And anything above six months, you are more likely to find a deal to purchase real estate at a sale price than you are if there are less months of inventory on the market. Now, again, because consumers are the ones that hold the bulk of this supply, it's not black and white. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to buy every product on sale or every home on sale. It just means that the more inventory there is in relation to quantity of sales, you're more likely to get a home at a discount, at a lower rate, at a sale price. And the third factor that also determines whether you are actually purchasing real estate at a sale price or whether you're likely to are interest rates. When interest rates rise historically, that means prices come down. If you look at the charts, you look at the metrics, you'll see that correlation. Interest rates up, prices come down. Because when interest rates go up, that stalls demand. Now keep in mind that when interest rates go up, it is typically more difficult for you to get approved for a mortgage. So if you're someone that needs a mortgage to purchase, your buying power likely comes down because when interest rates go up, mortgage rates go up. And now it's more difficult for people to borrow money. So while that does suppress demand, that means you have less competition in the market, that may also affect your own scenario. But when it's difficult to buy, oftentimes when it comes to real estate, that's the best time to buy to purchase things on sale. Now, the best indicator and often the most simple indicator of whether you bought real estate or you're buying real estate on sale is did you pay less for it or are you paying less for it than a similar property is selling for in the same neighborhood? And that's the best, easiest way to look at whether you're buying on sale. Now, where it gets difficult with real estate compared to other products is we don't know when the sale ends. And that's the hurdle. That's the hang up that people struggle with is they don't want to buy a piece of real estate today and have it go down immediately thereafter in value, whether that's a week later, two weeks later, two months, six months. The best way to get past this hurdle is to look at the lifetime of the real estate. How long do you plan on holding this real estate? And obviously, the longer the time frame, 
the better situation you're in for buying in these slower markets, in these markets that are counterintuitive to how we feel about sales in general. If you have a long time frame, you are essentially guarding yourself against any short-term decreases in the market, and you can confidently move forward and buy real estate at a sale price. So there you have it, guys. That's the way to determine whether you have purchased or are purchasing real estate at a sale price. You look at the supply, you look at how it correlates to demand, you look at the price that you're potentially purchasing the real estate for today and how that compares to previous sales. And in order to get over the uncertainty, you look at your time frame, how long you expect to hold that real estate. And for most people, real estate's a generational purchase. You're going to hold that for at least five years, probably 10. And regardless, even if you're to move on to another property, you're often going to use the proceeds from your first property to be able to move into that next property. So Real estate, it's a lifetime purchase. It's a generational purchase. And hopefully that helps you get over the uncertainty to be able to buy when real estate is actually on sale, when everything that we've known about sales is telling us not to buy at this time. So guys, I won't keep you longer than that. I hope you learned something uh, in this podcast episode. Again, if you ever have any questions for me or you want to see me discuss something on this podcast or you want to talk about life, business, anything in general, please reach out to me and connect with me. Uh, best way is probably Instagram where you can find me at Hassan Juma. That's at H-A-S-A-N-J-U-M-A. Also, if you're in the Vancouver area or the Fraser Valley and you need help with real estate, you want me to help you with some of this stuff, absolutely reach out to me. Be super happy to help. But thanks again for listening to this episode. Have an awesome day. Oh, 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 oh,